Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So at Living Waters, we are doing a new sermon series starting, well, last Wednesday, but starting today here for our Sunday worship services. And it's been inspired by, I don't know if any of you have heard of this, it's a little service online, it's called Netflix. You've probably, no one's heard of it? Okay, good. Um, But it has a few shows on it, and one of them is a new documentary that's called, it's called The Toys That Made Us. And I love that, and I've started to watch it, and it talks about the stories of how toys actually came into being, um, certain ones that have shaped us as a culture. And it's gone all the way from Barbie to Legos to G.I. Joe to Star Wars to He-Man, all of these ones that I personally love. And as I watched that, though, I started to realize that God has a story everywhere. And God has a story not only um, for you and me, and I truly believe that it's not just in a dusty old book that um, some of us have on a shelf called the Bible. No, I think God has a story right now for us today here in Fargo. And as I watch that documentary, because I'm going to be honest, your pastor's a nerd, and I love Star Wars, and I love superheroes, and pray for my kids, especially my little boy. Oh my goodness. If he doesn't like Star Wars, I'm going to freak out. (laughs) Um, But it'll be okay. God still loves him and will love him. Um, But I realize that we can find our faith anywhere and everywhere. And as I watched um, this documentary, I started to realize there's some ones for how I was shaped that I think really speak to me about God's truth. And so we, over the next four weeks, are finding faith in the toys that made us. And so I don't know, as you grew up and as you're growing up, what toys were the ones that shaped you, that made you? But one of the ones, there were all kinds of them, but one of the ones was, I I can't say it any better. It was, oh, look at that. Transformers. Transformers, the slogan is Transformers, more than meets the eye, Transformers, robots in disguise. Okay, the cartoon, I rewatched that thing, and it's horrible. Horrible. Was it cheesy? Yes. Was it over the top? Yes. Was it awesome? Absolutely. So amazing, especially for little Danny Dornfeld with the full head of hair just rocking it and watching that show again and again and again. For those of you who don't know Transformers, they are robots, alien robots that have come down to Earth and they have taken the shape of everyday objects. They would take the shape of jet planes. Yeah, little boy Danny was amazed by this. And cars. And as I watched the cartoon, I'm like, I have to have one, at least one or all of them all of these toys, and so I begged my mom and dad. I said, please, please give me a Transformer, and we went to Kmart, and they got me to, I I got them to get a toy for me. So my first Transformer was this one. (laughs) Yeah, Soundwave. Um, Cassettes. That's awesome. Might as well say um, a robot in disguise for like eight tracks or Betamax. What is that? But that was my first toy, Soundwave, and I got that box. And I was so pumped because I'd seen these robots transform. I'd seen them on the cartoons, and I couldn't wait to witness this. So I broke open the box, and I set Soundwave down, and I backed up. I didn't want to be too close. And I came up, and I kicked him. 
This is what I was expecting to happen, exactly like this. didn't happen. There, were, there was a little boy behind me at the Wednesday service, and as he watched these, he goes, wow! I was like, that's what I was hoping for! But it didn't happen at all. Nothing happened, actually. Robots in disguise, yeah, you're going to stay that way unless something happened, because then I had to dig back into the box, and then I pulled out the instruction manual Look at, look at, this is an actual Transformers <laughs> manual. <laughs> you gotta have a master's degree to do this thing. So little Danny's like, Mom, Dad, can you help me? And you had to twist and turn it, and you had to pivot it and rotate it, and you'd pull out the arms and hope you don't break the thing. And it took many steps. But what I, what I sadly realized right away was the Transformers didn't do it on their own. And they needed help with this. Well, the Apostle Paul, you may, if you don't know your Bible, and that's okay if you don't, and if you're new to the faith, that is amazing. Because I think there's such a truth in this. The Apostle Paul, he was um, someone who lived 2,000 years ago. He never met Jesus when he was alive before he died and came back because he was actually, he went by the name of Saul. That was his given name. He was a Pharisee. Now, Pharisees were God's people. They were kind of the police of the Jewish people at the time. They had like 400 plus laws that God had gifted them to help them love God and love others. And the Pharisees were the ones that everyone looked towards to help them um, remember the laws and to follow them because they wanted to love God. And so Saul was one of those Pharisees. And Saul was one of those that really took a lot of relish in making sure that people that followed Jesus knew they were wrong. And he persecuted them and made them suffer and threw them in prison. And actually, in one of the key moments in the book of Acts, that's the early church, um, he actually was sitting on the sidelines as people stoned and killed one of the early followers of Jesus, Stephen. And he was loving it. But then Saul encountered Jesus. Now Jesus had already died. He'd come back, but Saul was so sure of his path, he was going to Damascus, and this bright light comes to him, and it's a transforming experience in his life. He meets Jesus, and it changes him so much that Saul changed his name to Paul. His whole identity was transformed, was changed because of that experience. 
And because of that then, he started to write letters. He couldn't help himself. He would write letters to churches like Living Waters. And one of the ones was a church in, in the city of Rome. And it's the letter to the Romans. So in our New Testament, there are 66 books in the Bible. In our New Testament, this is Jesus and after, he wrote a letter to the Romans. Now, we're the Lutheran faith here. And Martin Luther, who was a Catholic priest 500 years ago, he launched this whole transforming uh, movement and he talked about the gift of the book of Romans. He said, if the whole Bible is this beautiful jewel that just shines with God's love and God's promise, he said the book of Romans is like the brightest part of that jewel. So when, if you want to have something that talks about God's love, if you're feeling like you're not, not feeling God, if you're feeling like life is hard and you wonder where God's in the middle of it, one of the books I suggest is go to Romans. It's the brightest point of the jewel of God's gift for us. But in this, Paul talks, he's been so transformed, he wants to talk to these people in Rome that are struggling, and he wants to show them a, a gift, and it's about transformation. Let's look at this. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God. So he's saying, hey, I'm appealing to you because I've been where you're at. I've struggled. And because of that, I want you to know what I've learned. And here, he's, here it is. He says, I want you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So he's saying, I want you, with everything, to physically make yourselves a sacrifice, to make yourself an offering to God, like we just got just a little bit ago where we gave God whatever that was. Well, he's saying, your whole life is that for you. And it is for me. But how is that possible? Well, I think it comes back to, to Transformers. Transformers, the slogan is, Transformers, robots in disguise. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Now, you may not know this, but I think you do. Life is so much more than meets the eye, isn't it? And so in this next step, let's look at this in verse 2. He says something, I think that's a transforming, amazing piece of truth for us. And if you're one of those that jots things down, we have space in the bulletin. We'd love for you to do that. If you need a Bible, there are Bibles in the back corner. Please take one. We need you to hear God's truth today. So here's what he says. Do not be, what is this word? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So he says, the world teaches us one way of thinking and we need to, in so many ways, we try to conform to what the world tells us, what we tell each other is important. Now, we have confirmation students, they're middle school students that are learning about faith and about God and at some point they confirm their faith. They say yes to Jesus. And uh, I, a lot of them sometimes write conformation. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not conforming. It's confirming our faith. It's saying yes to our faith. It's not conforming at all. In fact, right here is, is the promise that God's truth, God's promise is something so different than what we teach ourselves. And you probably know this, but life is more than meets the eye. But it is so easy to try to find our worth in stuff, isn't it? In our toys. 
And I'm here to tell you that toys aren't just for little boys that loved Transformers once upon a time. Even as adults, especially as adults, we have our toys, don't we? Our cars, our boats, our snowmobiles, our clothes, our fancy smartphone. It's got to be Apple. You can't have uh, the droids. How dare you? We need our tablets. We need our... I could go on, right? And it's awfully easy if it's not the stuff, if it's not those toys, it's a person that we find value in. If it's not that, it's our career and our job. And if it's not that, it's our bank account, and that's going to show us our value. And what Paul says, if you're saying any of these things, your bank account, your health, a person, um, uh, your, your home, the clothes you wear, the way you act, if you're doing any of that and finding value in that, you are conforming to the world. You are saying, this is what's going to give me value, and this is what's going to show me everything. But he says, I want you to find a new way, and it's about transformation. And just like that toy with little Danny Soundwave sitting there, we need to be transformed. So we're conforming. That's our natural tendency to say this is where we're going to find value. And God says, I love you so much that there is another way. I need you to be transformed. But how do we do that? I've had transforming experiences and this speaks to me so much because life is so much more than meets the eye. It's not about the stuff, is it? It's not about the toys. And you know this. When your parents gave you the keys to the car for the first time, you had your license, and you had that freedom. And you drove for the first time. It wasn't about the car, it was about that moment, wasn't it? And if you shared that first kiss with someone, and it was true love, of course, and that was a beautiful, transforming moment. And I've had the moments where I've sat in a church like this, and I've stood up here, and she said, I do, and I said, I do. It was a transforming moment. And I've had the other moments where I held my precious little ones for the very first time when they were born and I looked in their eyes and I knew life is more than meets the eye those moments will never go away they transformed and changed me and my heart and I've had the other terrible transforming moments and I'm sure you have too where after 10 years she said I don't this won't work anymore. And I've had people walk away from me because of my words and my actions. And I've had moves and left people and life is more than meets the eye. And it just takes a moment, a moment, good or bad, to transform us. So what does God say? And what does God hope for? God says it's not about the toys. And what he wants to do is transform us and our hearts. So how do we do that? Because I'm sure you have those moments. Well, Paul told us about this, and he talks about the grace that is given to him. It's unconditional love that has come to him, and because of that love, because Jesus appeared to him, it transformed his heart. It changed his identity, and he realized life is so much more than anything but Jesus. And that's what Paul starts with right before this. How do we get transformed? Well, it's, it's this. 
For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Who is him? Who is it? This is like a children's message, by the way. The answer is always yes. You can even say it like, Jesus! Yeah, that'd be cool. Who is, for from Jesus and through Jesus and to Jesus are all things. Who has given us every toy? Who has given us every blessing? Who has given us every moment? It's It's all about Jesus. And Jesus comes to you and to me. And I don't know what you're sitting in today. I don't know what pain, I don't know what are the transforming moments in your life, but I know you've had them and will have them. But if God can take a symbol of pain, of hopelessness, a symbol of suffering, a symbol that meant death in the most horrific, terrible way, that's the cross. It was the worst possible thing that you could do to another human being to make them suffer in such a terrible, humiliating way because they would strip them naked to make sure everyone knew you don't mess with the Roman Empire. And if God can take a cross, that horrific horrific weapon of death. And if God could transform that into a symbol that we see of hope and of forgiveness and of love and can transform it into a symbol of life, what can God do in your life with your pain and your suffering and your sin? God is going to transform us with his love and it will change everything. Life is more than meets the eye, and it starts and ends with Jesus, the one who loves you that much that he wants to connect with you today and to tell you you are so worthwhile, you are so beautiful, you are so amazing that he wants your world to change. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your love, for your grace. God, we try to find value in all kinds of ways to put our worth in the stuff, the toys. But God, as you give us today, just like you gave through those words of Paul 2,000 years ago, that you want to transform us, to transform our hearts, to transform the way we see others, the way we speak, the way we act. So God, I know you, you've got a hold of us and you will never let go. So help change us and transform us and help us to transform the world as we go out from here to help others know and see that you are the only answer to anything and everything. And all God's people said, Amen.